And we're back! Hey kids, it's Craig here. Just want to apologize for the unannounced and unplanned hiatus. For those of you who are listening, you probably guessed it was COVID-related. Um, I sort of got a second wave of fatigue and exhaustion after getting over the virus itself. It took me uh, longer than I thought to get over the effects of the virus. And then, of course, I had to spend a lot of time concentrating more on just scrambling a try to do whatever I could to bring in some dough to keep a roof over my head. I am still quarantining in the hotel room, but uh, we did fix the sound issues uh, recently in the last few weeks. The episodes you're about to hear today and next week were recorded um, before that, though, so there are still some of the uh, Wi-Fi issues. My audio does cut in and out a little bit, but we're doing a two-parter here, the Dinobot Island two-parter with our friend. We got our guest, our first guest, Kevin Goatee is on the show. He's going to be on both episodes. And uh, these were recorded in late April before <laughs> the world really went crazy. So uh, enjoy. We're, hope, we're looking forward to getting back on track and giving you guys new episodes. We hope everyone is staying safe. Everyone is doing well and uh, getting through all this as best you can. And um, we look forward to bringing you more exciting Transformers content in the future and getting back to doing this on a regular basis. In the meantime, enjoy myself with... Justin and Kevin, as we talk over part one of Dinobot Island. Welcome, Transformers fans, to another exciting edition of Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. My name is Craig Mahoney. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Craig, fuck your mother. How you doing, buddy? Oh, that's not a nice thing to. It's almost <laughs> I mean, Mother's Day. I love to fuck your. I would love to. Not, fuck I mean, come on. She's a beautiful woman. <laughs> like, I would make love to. Her. I mean, oh. I don't mean that. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, now's not now's not the time to be having any okay. starting any new sexual relationships with anybody, <laughs> let alone extramarital affairs in pandemic time here. And uh, we also we have a guest, our first guest, um, yeah. Optimus Prime time here. An old friend of ours from uh, our stand-up comedy days when Justin and I both lived in the same part of the country. And uh, <laughs> another another New Jerseyan like myself, he co-hosts a podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow, where comedy meets film debate with another friend of ours, Kevin Israel, and is the host of Comics Watching Comics on Amazon Video. Kevin Gutierrez here. How are you, Kev? Gentlemen, it's been far too long since we've all been <laughs> in the same area, nay, same part of the country. Yeah, I know. Good, sir. And by the way, Gutting the Sacred Cow is fucking awesome. You take uh, well-loved and respected movies and shit all over them, and you guys have ruined about half of the stuff I like. So I really... <laughs> but but thank, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Second of all, have we opened your eyes to some of the films that you and I and everybody else love? Have we changed your mind in any way, shape, or form? Or at least showed you that there are very many flaws with some of the films that you do love? Yes, you guys are never wrong. Uh, I'm never at the end uh, of the episodes. I'm never like you fucking dicks, but I'm like, yeah, I guess that's uh, shit. Like you and me talked about stripes once, and that like totally shattered my. I was like, I love stripes. You're like, you like the first 45 minutes of stripes. It's like, you know so what? bad. It's so bad. Again, I was on the. Me, I'll say. I'll say. I'll say it's this. So was, bad in an enjoyable way. It's not wrong. I hate it, dude. When they get in that RV, I, I exactly. I'm out of there. It's so bad. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve in that when oh, I saw really it first came out. I hated that. Oh, and one guy actually put on Facebook and he made a great point. He goes, "You probably feel the same way about Full um, Full Metal Jacket." Again, yeah. when Gunnery Sergeant Harbin yeah. and uh, Private Pile die, I'm done with that film. 
Absolutely. Yeah. But I forget that about both of those. Like, I just remember that movie stopping there and being good. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a piece of shit for another fucking 40 minutes. Can, You're just waiting for I, it to end. Can I tell you what two films we're taping? Well, this is going to air this week. So, yeah, we're taping two episodes when you hear this. The first episode, actually, which, which is, is going to be released today as you hear this, is going to be, oh, Jesus. Oh, Joker, which one guy. Um, okay. Got every- Todd Everett selected the Joker. Yeah, Joker, I should say. Really, to, to a try and take that down. At this point, isn't it? Little... So, sorry, Craig. It I seems missed a little you. soon for that to be. Is, is that really a sacred cow yet? Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, of course it is. First of all, I think here, in certain here. circles it is, but I because I, I know there's also a bunch of people who loathe it and say it's horrible and hate it. There seems to be, and and I watched it and I and I I liked it just fine, but I didn't think it worthy enough of either. Praise nor hatred. <laughs> I was just like, all right, that was fine, and, that, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably never see let it again. Let me tell you, uh, let me tell you our, our 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 criteria to get in. One, it has to be a box office success, or a uh, fine, or sorry, a widely beloved film, or critically acclaimed. So one of the three. The Joker made a billion dollars. That's a that is definitely yeah, yeah. out territory. Right, that right off the jump, that makes it so. But here are the two films that we're taping on. Uh, well, by the time you hear it, they'll be taped. So, like I said. Coming out right now, out right now, is Joker. And then you're going to hear in the next couple weeks, Usual Suspects and Forrest oh, Gump. Shit. <laughs> nice. Oh, Dude, Forrest Gump is, is highly overrated. I hate it. Forrest I hate Gump, it. Yeah. Huge. I rewatched I also... it last night. It's so overrated. It, it's, it's, it's okay. But I got to say, this is like Avatar in the sense that, well, Avatar was a technological beauty, right? Mm-hmm. This film, everyone loves Forrest Gump so much that they forget the story is fucking shit. It's That's horrific. what they forget. Same thing with yeah, Avatar. Except I don't think I don't think people love Avatar. No, I think Avatar that, that was I one of the episodes a, we just did was Avatar, really? and yeah, really? it's, yeah, it's it's not that. It's, <laughs> it's 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 love for what it was, the beauty of uh, how it was shot, and still holds up. But the plot itself is Fern Gully and Dances with Wolves combined. Oh yeah, yeah. No, both terrible. both of those movies are very like special effects. Avatar, Avatar and Forrest Gump are both. But I could Gump on like a Saturday afternoon when I had nothing to do with. And Avatar, I don't think I could sit through again ever. <laughs> you know what? You say that, and then when you're done, you go. You know what? Didn't need to do that. Yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump is long too. It's, but, uh, fucking long it's not that. It, it's, oh, it's, uh, it, it's two hours and twenty minutes. I just rewatched it last night. That's why I know. But it, it, here's the problem: JFK is one of my favorite films, and that's over three hours. Yeah. This it drags, drags <laughs> Forrest Gump. And an hour and forty when she leaves him, I'm like, well, this should be the end of the movie, right? Then he decides oh, to run yeah. across the country. That you completely beat the shit out of this film with the dead. You know, this dead horse is mutilated. <laughs> no, it's when a, it runs it, cross country. It's, it's a horrible. feel good. It's a feel good. Baby Boomers greatest hits. Just like it's yeah. it's like it's almost like a jukebox musical sort of thing of just like hey, remember this? Remember that? Isn't this cute? That's all Forrest Gump is. One Avatar though. I one hundred percent exactly I, right. I've seen Avatar once, and that's more than enough for me. But speaking of tales featuring large, crazy beasts on faraway exotic places, we are covering Dinobot <laughs> Island Part 1. I thought we were talking week. about Justin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey! <laughs> as, I, as I could try to continue my I shaved my, my back last week. King of the <laughs> I tell you, I did, the, I did the coronavirus quarantine, cut my own hair. 
realize as you get older, like you're cutting your own hair, and it's like, all right, now, oh shit, there's more of my neck, and now I got to get that on the shoulders, and just how far down do I have to go for this haircut to be complete? As as the hair starts like, going you, further you, and further you look down. Like Brad, you look like Brad Pitt from uh, Twelve Monkeys now. Uh, it's grown back. It's grown back a little, and I've started to shape it where I'm trimming the sides a bit more and letting the top grow. But my the t- my hair was already long. Like I needed a fucking cut. Anyway, um, we are still doing this in the. Uh, if you're listening to us from the future, whatever the future may be, our post-apocalyptic future, we are still doing this in our uh, quarantine segment. I'm still in this hotel, so if my uh, audio drops out. It will be uh, because the Wi-Fi here sucks, despite the hours I spent on the phone with the IT guys on Friday. Um, and also, uh, roadside shanty. So be patient, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and if you hear any, anything in the background, we might have a uh, fourth member today because my dog is finally now living with me here uh, now that I'm uh, feeling better, and he might decide to chime in since our room is. Uh, right next to where the housekeeping and maintenance closet is, which means there's a lot a lot of traffic outside the door that he uh, feels the need to, to check whenever they walk by. Um, but before we get going, we should mention that you can follow us on Instagram at OPT Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OPT Podcast. And, uh, of course, you can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Play Podcasts. And I believe I know there were some issues earlier with some of that, and I believe I got that all straight, straightened out. So that should all be good. And if you want to uh, get in touch with us, OPT Pod at is it OPT? Wait, Justin, it's OPT Pod or OPT Podcast at gmail.com. OPT, it's OPT Pod, Podcast. Baby. OPT Pod. Pod. Yes, OPT I have Pod. I never checked it once. At so gmail.com. Yeah, me, I, I just checked it. Yeah, no, no. It's not, yeah, no I, <laughs> I was going to say, you guys are probably sitting about 18 <laughs> advertisers waiting to try to give you money, but you don't respond to your fucking emails. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I got it right there's one from Spotify asking if they did a good job. And I'm like, yeah, sure, you did fine. Uh, <laughs> but we there's Transformers news this week. <laughs> yes. Big news. Yeah. Big time. Uh, released, on, released on my birthday, April 29th, on Wednesday, when I turned out big, 42 years old. Uh, there's there's going to be a new animated movie, a new tra- animated Transformers movie that they're saying is a prequel, and I'm guessing they mean a prequel to Bumblebee, which is now sort of and rebooting or you know, the whole Bayverse, like that's scrapped, and they're now going to take it from Bumblebee in this prequel and move on to whatever. But it, it is from uh, Josh Cooley, who is the Oscar-winning director of Toy Story 4, and uh, it's supposed to be a prequel, and I think it's supposed to be set on Cybertron. But that's really it. That's all the news about it yet so far. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, Boy, well, do I on. ever! Be, this yeah, is so, this is what um, this ahead. is what we need. This is what we need. So I don't know what you guys' thoughts were on Bumblebee. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It was <laughs> love the first two minutes. Love that first two minutes. Though. Thank you. Oh come on! That first Dude, two minutes is great. First, the first three minutes, I. In the theater with about eight people on a Friday morning at 10 a.m. Because that's when I go to films. I don't want to be stuck with people who are garbage. I literally, and I don't use the word literally, I literally went, yeah, when they opened up on Cybertron doing what they do. I said, this is what everybody has been fucking waiting for since 1985. Five. You get Braun, you get you get RC, you get all these old school characters done yeah. right. They actually all look like they're supposed to. It's just like yeah. amazing. Brilliant. And then they have to go and fuck it up and not re- and not respect the source material. Yeah. And have it's crazy. Decepticon, 
Yeah, they have all these Decepticons they can choose a plethora from. But no, they pull out Angela Bassett to play some no-name fucking uh, Decepticon and these other ones. You have an entire world of people to choose from and right off the jump – and you don't use any, and it just got the whole story was bullshit. With I just could not get into it. I know. Not a fan at all. Not a fan. You well, the thing you, is, you, is like you, you did not care. Go ahead. Justin. Well, it starts off like Kevin's got a great point because it starts off like you're like this is the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. They're finally gonna do it. Like in the first two minutes, and yeah. then the minute they go to Earth, like in like 90 seconds after that, you're like, oh, I fucking know what the rest of the shit movie's gonna be like. They throw Blitzwing in there. I realize you can't make him like a purple and beige plane, but do something. Don't just make him look like Starscream. You know what I mean? Like, and then from there, it's just all kind of downhill. It's very emotional, and that whole movie is tied to this thing where like they can't decide whether it's going to be attached to the rest of the franchise or not. So it's it's making just enough references to keep itself in that sort of franchise, but it kind of wants to distance itself from it at the same time. So it ends up like the first part, the first two minutes set up this amazing shit that never happens for the rest of the movie. Very yeah. fucking frustrating. You, you get two flashbacks with Optimus Prime and a flashback yep. to Cybertron, but that's that's what great. people want. That's why, the, listen, I'm, I may be on my own on this one. The first Transformers film was great. Bay yeah, actually did like a great job. He did a great job of respecting the material. Uh, the, the I disagree I, on that. I'm not a fan of any of them. <laughs> the first, the, I, I legit like the first one. Now, all the sequels, now, I can't imagine how they were able to accomplish this, but each sequel managed to outsuck its predecessor. I have no yeah. idea how. And to the point where, when an episode, where the fourth movie came out, when I'm like, the Dinobots, they can't fuck up the Dinobots. I know, right? <laughs> well, they sure did. To the point where, after that, I walked out of that theater and I said, I am never paying money again to see a Michael Bay Transformers film in the theater. And the last night came and went, and I did not pay to see it until it hit Netflix. Fuck that. I, I, I still, I night. never I saw, saw the last one. Theater. I don't even think I... I don't think I ever even bothered watching the last one. I, I did. Still, no, I did. No, so Anthony Hopkins in it though. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Enough, I mean, does he like need a paycheck uh, that badly? Sure. Um, apparently, dude, it's so depressing. You're like, what the fuck? It's by far the shittiest oh, you one. Know what, you know what's? You know what's? You know what's more? You know what's bigger than getting Anthony Hopkins to be in your Transformer movie? Marvel getting Orson fucking Wells. There you go. Orson yeah. fucking Wells. There you go. The last, oh, that's my Transformers the movie. last movie uh, he's ever done was that yep. one. Oh, they're talking about cash and a paycheck. That was the ultimate, like, who are these what? The Transmorphers? Fuck you guys. Give me the script. Let me just hammer this out <laughs> so, so I can uh, finish my bacon sandwich. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe, Kevin, that watching Bumblebee, you you were not in, enraptured and enthralled on the edge of your seat, wondering if Haley Steinfeld would ever recover her love of diving. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and, and of course, in the very in the very end, oh look at that! An 18 rig wheeler. There's Optimus Prime. Oh, nod to the future. I'm like, you hack fucking queefs. Oh, you know, I, right I can see it was. I I it gave it it gave just enough for guys like us, the old school guys, to be like, oh, here's something for you, while still making it a decent kids movie. I mean, I like the director uh, Knight there. He everything he's done with Leica is pretty good. And I th I think getting some who worked in animation certainly helped that a lot as far as making these characters more recognizable and certainly someone who grew up with the source material. I don't know how much of the way the story went was his choice or studio mandated to make it sort of like, you know, that mm. E.T. Iron, Iron Giant sort of style movie. But one thing that I will never... They introduced triple changers into this movie mm -hmm. and yet they have Blitzwing. <laughs> they don't make Blitzwing change. a triple changer. Yeah. Who did nothing? Who did nothing? Well, he's got the size. He's got the. Here's the thing with triple changers, right? It, it works in a cartoon 
because you don't really have to worry about scale as much. But in real life, a guy that turns from a fucking tank to a jet is all fucked up because the tank is way bigger than a goddamn jet. You know what I mean? So it doesn't work out. Yeah. So, right. But Blitzwing in the movie is big enough that he could have done it. And then they take the, the Shatter, Angela Bassett one, and have her turn it into like a jet, which is like twice the size of a fucking Camaro or whatever and, she's driving right at. And, and how many jets were in the original that they did not need to make up a fucking new Decepticon for? Three jets, yeah. assholes. Fucking three. Pick hey, one. Hey, you could have had Thundercracker and, and Skywarp there. Yeah, we have Starscream would have been great. And yeah, you know, if you, and if you want, better. like, say, if you, if, and if you really like, hey, you know what, we want to, you know, bring in a female uh, here. We don't want all the Transformers to be male. Then fine, have Angela Bassett play Skywalker with Thundercracker, or make her a new Seeker, and then still have Starscream in there. You know, you don't have the to. Slipstream, Slipstream, or even Cyclonus or Scourge or one of those two. If they really yeah. wanted to get cute yeah, and do yeah, that, yeah. but not Star. I, I would say they have Starscream. They have a female Seeker. They miss Slipstream. She's good. You slipstreams. So anyway, so the idea with this new one is apparently it's going to be an animated prequel, which is I'm guessing if it's going to be the pre like a prequel to Bumblebee means it's going to be taking place entirely on Cybertron, which Thank is God. cool. And I, and apparently, and you know, this is one of the few th things they can do in quarantine. You know, as far as Hollywood movies go, is make animated movies. So which means I, I'm guessing no humans at all, which would be great, and just all G1 characters on um, Cybertron, which would be fucking great. Except, uh, I don't know, Justin, you watched all of Toy Story 4 on Disney Plus with your kid. I fell asleep a half hour into it and have not bothered to finish it. So that, that's literally all I know of this yeah, guy's work. Yeah, don't bother. Do, 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 yeah, don't finish it. That's so, so that's the one thing. I really, Bumblebee did suck when they weren't on Cybertron. But on the other side of that, Travis Knight fucking nailed that shit so hard. Like, there's nothing wrong with those scenes at all. So in one sense, I was like, I wish he was doing that movie. Just because if it was if it was just yeah. going to be the first two minutes of Bumblebee getting its own movie, I'm like, he already nailed and, it, dude. And he it's was an animation director. He's directed yeah, exactly. animated movies. By the yeah, way, so is, it, is, is, it, is it kosher for everyone to say that Toy Story 4 was not good? I mean, look. It was I, shit. It was I wouldn't say shit. shit. I wouldn't would go that far. But look, I just you, tell you I fell asleep and never bothered finishing it. I know. It. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, it's not, it, it's, you're right, it's not like a piece of shit objectively. If someone showed it to me, I wouldn't fucking punch the screen. But like, 3 is so great and it ends so well and it's such a great all like, thing. The, all 3 are perfect 10s. And you're right. Yes, three exactly. Was, three, was ended, 3 was ended so well when I said, when I heard they're announcing 4, I go, oh man, you can't, there's no way you can catch lightning in a bottle after the way they did that again. No way it's gonna be it was fine but i tell you what really lacked with toy story 4 way 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 less buzz lightyear way too because of disney and mostly, Jim Allen politics it seemed to be mostly introducing new characters and stuff and that's where i kind of and it was sort of like woody going off on his own and i just yeah, I just was like, oh well, now I gotta learn all these new. I don't really care. It was like the Star Wars sequel, sequels of the thing. It's like we had a perfect ending to this story, and yeah. now I gotta <laughs> get invested with all and all these new people. Like the the story, or even like it was like the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. It's like no, they we had the three perfect ones, rode off into the sunset. Story's over. Don't fuck it up. You know that's. I think if Toy Story four was just they took some of those characters and concepts and did it in a movie completely unrelated to the previous three movies, it probably would have worked better. Same, same yeah. way I feel about the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> and, and the characters in Toy Story 4 that were introduced were nothing. Oh. I couldn't tell you any, except, except Sporky. That's the yeah, only the one I can ever remember. Like, That's and it. even that was like, I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand why I care about this thing that thinks it's trash. And I'm like, it is fucking trash. Throw it away. Let's get this goddamn movie over yeah. with. Yeah, I don't Keanu know. Keanu <laughs> Reeves, Dick Kaboom, whatever. No big deal. Who cares? 
the 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 Michael Keaton. Uh, actually, that was three. Take that back. Who the hell was the other? Was the um the dolls? Ah, eh, ah. Eh. Yeah, very. Oh, I, my, I, I don't know. know. I missed. Yeah, they were okay. Yeah. They were like the best part of the movie, but you could also tell they were just like kind of irrelevant to the plot. You know what I mean? They were just carrying along. I don't know. It was. Oh, I take it back. The Key and Peele characters were, were pretty fucking funny. I give them credit. Those yeah, they good. were funny. Yeah, but they were just kind of like irrelevant to the movie. You know what I mean? Very, very much so. Very, very like much. '80s style comedy relief. Like, here's the funny guy. Say funny stuff, funny guy. Hey, here's some funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, we, um, I guess, cautiously optimistic. Say, uh, cautiously optimistic. Yes, yeah. about whatever this will be, and and it sucks because you know I think there's a, there's a bit uh, with with our generation that grew up loving these, and you know as Justin and I have discussed as we watch these episodes, there's always these these great ideas, these core like awesome ideas and designs and sort of you know the characters themselves, the characterizations. They're great, and then they were just kind of slapped together in this cartoon where they were like, "Ah, fuck it, it's for kids. We just want to sell toys," without a whole lot of thought and care necessarily being put into it uh, beyond just the concept itself. And we've just sort of been waiting for 40 years, like if only someone could give us this thing that we wanted. But now at this point, they're like, "Yeah, but we're you know we are not the primary audience anymore." Like they're trying to do yeah. this weird thing where it's like they want to please us and get us to bring our kids. But they also realize they got to please a whole generation of kids who don't necessarily give a shit about the other stuff. Yeah. So it's the very, kids are like, that's where they're trying to make their money. Thing. They know we're going to be dead in 20 years, and they want like someone else to fucking spend money on this shit. So that's it's always the like it's funny. There's a there's a decent uh, toy reviewer named Bobby Skullface, but he mentions this all the time, and he's like, you know, it's it's easy to be like, I love this franchise, and I grew up on this shit. So like, why can't you guys make a $700 Optimus Prime that's perfect? And it's like, yeah, buddy, but like you'll be dead in five years. <laughs> Because you're spending 700 bucks on Optus Primes. But there's like a five-year-old who we need to like get into this shit for his life. So it's like, that's always the problem with Transformers. Like Cyberverse is like the best thing they've made in a while and it still sucks. But I'm like, yeah, but it's, if I'm eight watching this, it's a lot better. You know what I mean? So it's hard to like, I don't know. It's hard to divorce. Well, uh, I I feel that way about this episode and a lot of the, you know, we were talking uh, last week or the last two weeks, Kevin, about uh, that the season two was produced uh, is was not aired in the order it was produced, and the first like fourteen episodes, uh, or whatever the first like dozen or so episodes that they made, were pretty much just all the uh, just contained all the Transformers that they introduced in season one, and not really any new ones. And it's really in this in these two parter here where they introduce all the new ones. And as you go through the rest of season two, it's like it seems like a lot more like stuff that. I really remember, like, I love Power Glide when I was a kid, and I'm watching him in this episode, and I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's he's the Josh, he's the Josh Gad of, of Autobots. He's the Josh. Uh, yeah. well, Warpath is a close second, but yeah. uh, he's got a lot of big dick confidence for a fucking prop plane. Yeah. I don't understand why he thinks he's so great. <laughs> like, really? Fucking land on a beach and wait for me to finish my margarita, you fucking Jimmy Buffett asshole. Like, who told this guy he's so awesome? <laughs> hey, Parrothead, get up and shoot a gun. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> He's uh, but yeah, this this season there seems to be a lot of uh, uh, a lot of that. It seems to be you know I don't know. Season one seems to be something that you can look back even as an adult and be like, all right, yeah, it's kind of half-assed, but there's a lot of really cool shit here. Season two, it's like it seems like they really kind of dumbed it down a bit for kids, and even yeah. the characterizations of the new the new Autobots, like they seem a lot more exaggerated, a lot more comic relief. Like you know, like you have like Ironhide with his sort of like tough guy Southern thing, and Wheeljack with his sort of mad scientist New Yorker, and this 
there's always a little bit of exaggeration to the voice characterizations. But now, I mean, when you listen to Warpath or, you know, Beach uh, Comer with his, like, fucking... With his, with his, like, stoned, like, fucking zen jazz oh, man, whatever the fuck I he's got going on type of voice. Beatnik Beachcomber and fucking... <laughs> dude, I, rem- I was, like, recently being like, why didn't I like Trax more when I was a kid? He's like a blue Corvette. He flies. Like, why don't I like him? And then this episode, he's like... He looks like he's the main Dude, he's the biggest <laughs> dick in the whole fucking universe. He, he, like fucking he is, snaggle. like, one of these guys, like, these Shakespeare in the Park actors who thinks everything in life is a stage. Yeah. Dude, exactly. <laughs> Dude, he's the snagglepuss of the Autobots. I wrote down Beachcomber. I wrote down Beachcomber is a dirty hippie wannabe like McConaughey in that surf film. He totally <laughs> is, dude. Beachcomber was McConaughey pre-McConaughey, though. <laughs> McConaughey ripped off Beachcomber. Um, Very good. And then the, 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 and then the most uh, well, uh, is just... Uh, well, she's brain, how he talks like this. Oh, it's I forgot. Which, 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 is exact, which is Merman from He-Man, if you really want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither one of them made sense. I'm like, oh, he's out of the it's... fucking water. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> he's not underwater. What the fuck? But even, by the way, Transformers don't fucking uh, breathe, uh, so how could he even create that fucking sound? Anyway. <laughs> it's like they purposely... It's like they purposely put a water chamber in his voice box yeah. <laughs> to just make that as a gimmick. <laughs> make it sound like that. And speaking of... Uh, he man, uh, Warpath, uh, Alan Oppenheimer, voice of uh, Skeletor, as well as a few others. I think Man at Arms uh, does a Warpath. I think he makes his Transformers debut uh, at, at next episode. I'm sure you guys uh, have done two. a bunch of uh, Cobra Commander, Starscream, Frank Welker uh, associations, right. correct? You mean oh, Chris yes. Latta did those two? Frank Welker. Frank Welker is great oh, here. Oh, he did Megatron. Sorry, Megatron. I did Megatron. I take that back. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, I fucked that up. Megatron and Fred from Scooby Doo and literally thousands of others, but uh, yeah. he's he does great at, with Megatron at the end of this episode with his maniacal cackle and uh, celebration of victory when he thinks he's best at the Autobots. Frank Welker really kind of outdoes himself a little bit compared yeah, to what yeah. he's done in the past. But uh, sh- shall we get into the episode now that we yes. discuss yes. all the uh, the news that's fit to print? Right. So, this episode begins with uh, the aforementioned Power Glide and Bumblebee just, uh, and it's odd because it, the, the weird thing about season two is mix, and there he is. <laughs> Mickey, come here. There we go. The maintenance guy just walked by. Uh, hey, buddy, it's our show. <laughs> while, while, so Craig fixes, while Craig gets the dog under control, I got to say this. Uh, I didn't remember this until I watched it yesterday. The mm-hmm. season two intro theme, the worst of all. Oh, yeah. We did, the we did. laziest <laughs> intro theme. I hated it. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Very, like, very 1985. Very yep. just, you know, shoulder pads and bright colors and neon lights. They got their shit together for three and four and after yeah, that. That's sure. great. Who's got my favorite one of it? And the movie. The movie oh, is yeah. A, oh, yeah. by Lion. That lion, lion that does that. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, in, in what will become a season two staple, we are introduced to a new Autobot with absolutely no fucking explanation yeah. as to where they came from and where they have been this entire time. A lot of but, uh, Six new characters yeah. in this episode. These whole, whole two episodes, we see Autobots and Decepticons. Mm-hmm. So we got a... Uh, 
Power Glide and, Auto- and uh, Bumblebee uh, are going to check out some weird energy readings uh, over the ocean. And Bumblebee is very, very uh, excited and impressed that Optimus Prime actually thinks he's a big boy enough to go and run this mission. And then they find this strange energy signature and Power Glides as being a hotshot dick and flies right into it. And uh, a some sort of a pteranodon, some sort of flying a prehistoric reptile, comes out of this energy field and um, attacks Bumblebee and starts grabbing him and jostling him. And Power Glide decides the best way to uh, save his friend is to drop bombs on both of them. And what happens is they, they go through uh, they go through this energy field and find this uh, well because they have to crash land because Bumblebee's jetpack is fucked up. So they get down on, on this island and find it is a prehistoric island trapped in some sort of weird time bubble course, you know, surrounded yeah. by this energy field. And, uh, and, and time really does uh, it, it's act strangely in this because not only are there you know, prehistoric, uh, you know, cre- now extinct or by 1984 extinct creatures in this uh, island, but apparently they're from all over. The Mesozoic era. We have we have animals from the Triassic, the Cretaceous, then the Jurassic, all hundred million years of it, all slapped together on one island, as well as uh, many others that didn't even exist, and one that seemed to have existed before the island. Yeah, I was the, gonna uh, say dinosaurs. these are like these are very uh, like stop motion animation nineteen fifties. Dude, it is it is Ray like Harry tails. Yeah, yeah, they're the shittiest. Like, even I don't give a fuck if you lived in Singapore in 1985. You knew these were not dinosaurs. Like, these are some fucking <laughs> janky ass budget. Like, sure, like this guy literally got some dinosaur toys. He's like, this is what dinosaurs look like, and made the episode. And it can't be mentioned uh, enough that uh, Power Glide fixes Bumblebee's jetpack literally by looking at it. He just looks at it. And he's like, yeah, I got this. Bro. And he just stares at it. Yeah, he stares at it. And fucking, it's better now. But there's one one animal almost looks like yeah, there's a couple animals that look like they're from even well before the time of dinosaurs. This is and and by the 80s like it was known that this is not what they look like. It was really fucked up. And this is written by our old pal Donald F. Glute, who seems to have written mostly Dinobot episodes. And um, as we were mentioning on a previous episode, wrote books about uh, he was a amateur paleontologist and had written many dinosaur books. But you know apparently, but has also in interviews said that he doesn't even remember writing any of these and they were all slapped together and he wrote half the scripts in a day and uh you don't apparently say. whatever so yeah, apparently he, yeah so <laughs> apparently he didn't give a like shit that, too dude. much and apparently uh <laughs> you know whatever his expertise was about dinosaurs did not uh find its way to the animators in japan you know, it's funny you say that, designing these animals. funny you say that. The dinosaurs looked like, like like those shitty knockoff toys you find in Chinatown. Like those kind of shitty, yeah. lazy... Oh, yeah, dude. Ugh. Yep. They're just one plastic mold. They don't have any moving parts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Instead of yeah. masters of the universe, it'd be like moisters of the universe yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, they're the ones of the galaxy, and they got those fucking, they got those like plastic shitty like ridges that cut everybody. It's like the molds are ridges, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) With the little, the little serial number number at the bottom, and the two places where the plastic broke off. Yeah. (laughs) Why does He-Man have a razor sharp spine? (laughs) So weird. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, eventually, so so yeah, so Power Glide is gonna is gonna repair Bumblebee's jetpack with his head beam and they ended up they end up getting attacked by, uh, by some other 1930s, dinosaurs. 1930s T-Rex and they get the fuck out with of a, there. With uh, a horn is... sticking out 
of his yeah. show. <laughs> 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 That's oh good. man. Yeah, apparently they they just they took all the dinosaurs. Apparently, I don't know what I, I I do not know what Japan was like in the in 1984. If they whatever modern paleontological paleontological finds had not reached them, but um, apparently they were still their ideas of dinosaurs were still coming from like you know that films of the 20s and 30s. King Kong and the Lost World was still their reference point for dinosaur designs mm-hmm. for this cartoon yeah, at be- least. So they go back. They go back to uh, Autobot headquarters and they're telling all the Autobots about it. And Cliff Jumper is like, "You fucking kidding me? It's like a whole island of dinosaurs. We got enough problems with the Dinobots right here." Which Wheeljack takes offense. He's like, "Hey, come on!" He defends his little creations. He says, "They're not so bad." Why? Well, I've been even working with them on some tricks. And then he basically pulls a, a young Frankenstein putting on the Ritz with uh, Grimlock. Yeah, which is <laughs> this whole sequence Grimlock is so weird. And Kevin, we've talked a lot about the Autobots uh, and their horrible lack of morality when it comes to creating slave labor and then treating it like <laughs> shit. Uh, they create the Dinobots in the first season. They only make three of them instead of five, and then they lock them in the goddamn closet at the end of that episode. Right. Being like, well, we'll just shut them down forever. And then, then they make two more, apparently just to be dicks. And then uh, and then they lock them back in the closet, and then like only recently did they get to run around a little bit, and now everybody hates them because they keep fucking up the base. So really, uh, the Autobots have uh, demonstrated how awful they are as uh, sentient creators, and apparently freedom is the right of all sentient beings except for the Dinobots, and fuck them. <laughs> it's funny, though, because Dinobot, still- the, the Dinobots, what I know is the Dinobots talk like Eagles fans. That's why they probably lock them up. <laughs> uh, and they always fuck, and they, like Joe Pesci said in, in, in Goodfellas, they could fuck up a cup of coffee, these guys. Every th- every single yeah. time, Dinobots, initially, they fuck it up, and they have to get, fi- and the Autobots have to fix it, and then the Dinobots, you know, come back in the end and, and, and you know, save the day and, and undo what their, their fuck-ups are. But I can kind of yeah, see exactly. why they do it. But again, Autobots are to blame themselves well, for shitty creationism, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well and, also, like, and also, bad parenting, dude. Just fucking like, teach us uh, some shit. And and also, like like John Hammond in Jurassic Park, for just not taking the proper when letting them out and testing these things. Just you know, spend a little bit of money on precautions on on a security here. You know, don't let them out into into the main fucking bridge of the ship right by Teletran One. Anyway, <laughs> also, uh. So, also, their big demonstration is to have Blaster turn into tape mode, and then fucking Grimlock's gonna shoot him in the chest and hope to hit his button to hit yeah. play. Like that's this, that's this. And then Jack the genius came up with this. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then he dances. It's literally the putting on the rin- the Ritz segment yeah. from Young Frankenstein. Like, look, the way, can, they ever, can they ever find <laughs> any separate generic rock music? They play the same song. I know. For- right? <laughs> And, and, and it, it always starts. Well, GI Joe is the same rock song. It is the exact same rock song that you hear whenever they need rock music in GI Joe. And I love that it starts seemingly like in the middle of a bar. Yeah. Like it starts on like a third <laughs> note. It doesn't seem to. It doesn't start on like a root note. Like it doesn't seem that. It seems like it takes about a, a measure or two before it finds whatever key it's in. You know, it's very, it's very weird. Like I can understand why the other Autobots are holding. In their ears because it's awful. Until it's the like horns come in, then it's actually. <laughs> 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 yeah. Then the horns come in, you get that bad at, bad at, bad at, sweet horn rock. So, anyway, so this is now the at least the third episode in a row. The episode starts out with Wheeljack or Spark Plug or somebody, 
you know, standing all standing all about headquarters under the bridge of the ark and saying, "Hey, look at this thing I did," and then it ending up with the fucking place getting trashed. This yeah. is now becoming an because it literally every yeah, episode occurred. In like 80 seconds, it goes from like, "Hey, Grimlock, shoot Blaster in the chest and hit play," and then like the entire base is on fire a minute and a half later, and like they're all fucked up. And <laughs> Inferno shows up, I think, for the first time ever. Um, even though we've seen grapple no, they for like a half show- second in the first episode. In the in these two parts, we see all um, season two Autobots and Decepticons. Although the Coneheads don't get introduced by name, and we don't see Astro Train. Other than that, we see all the new ones except for the the Combiners that get introduced later. But they're all oh, I really? think they're pretty all? much all oh, here shit. in this. By the way, yeah, because we see what, we, when they do introduce them. It's a it's a sledgehammer approach. Like, hi, okay. are you a science guy? Well, I'm your guy. I'm Perceptor. Or, yeah, dude. Hey, man, yeah, yeah. I don't like <laughs> well, violence, that, but I like to go on the beach. I'm Beachcomber. Yeah. Yep, dude. That's that, exactly. Very obvious that this is now the second. Um, that's why I said this is it's very obvious. This is the first episode where they all show up. Right. Like this is, and they all have a little introduction. And they all get to say what they do. And even the Autobots and Decepticons we've already seen kind of get to show off their powers a little bit in these in this two-parter. Like in the next episode, I think we get to see uh, Sideswipe uses pile drivers. We get to see yeah. uh, Cliffjumper. Cliffjumper uses his glass gun. Ironhide shoots more goo out of his arms. Like everybody gets to do something. Starscream uses the Null Ray again. They all get to show off a little bit of what they are. So this is... It almost seems like this was meant to be like the beginning of season two, because this is the first time we see all these new characters and they all do get very proper and hit you over the head with them introductions. <laughs> Make sure you yes. know my name and my specs, action specs, so you go when you want to go to the store and get mommy and daddy to buy us, kids. Yeah, they do say <laughs> their name a lot. It's great. It's like, uh, dude. And like, yeah, this, uh, Blaster gets introduced in the sense that he has a little scene, but there's no like, hey, it's Blaster. He just showed up last Tuesday. No, it's like he's just fucking there. They're all just there. There's no, like, <laughs> They're all just there. First, Which is pretty big news considering there. like – from what we know in season one, Cybertron is not only pretty much dead, but has been rocketed in the Cosmosphere. We don't even know what the fuck it is right now. And yeah. there's no more Transformers around. So, like, it's amazing that they just generated, like, 30 of them in between. Yeah. yeah where the and hell that, did they come from? That's exactly right. There's no yeah. origin, no nothing. It's like, and even hey, there I am. Where are you Exactly, them? yeah. And even season. more importantly, yeah. where do they go? Where do they they go because the, none of them are ever seen in the movie, or, nor do I think they show up in season three. No, well, like, there's been that's the one thing. Talk about a movie opportunity. Like, I don't know why no one has ever tried to write something in that 20 year gap between season two and the movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there is like it does go 20 years and then there's just new characters and a bunch of them are gone and there's no combiners anymore. And like something happens. You know what I mean? And like it's obviously just because they were fucking lazy. But there's a great writing opportunity there. You know what I mean? From like. What is it, like, you know, 97 or 2007 or whenever the movie takes place? There's not like a 10 or 20 year gap. Or like, 2005. Exactly. It's like 85 to 2005. It's like, that's a pretty it's good. Like, it's like. Yeah. You can write no, the death of the Constructicon. Do you want to write the death that. of the Protectivons? Like, do whatever the fuck you want. Well, where, where the fuck we is that? Uh, no, we do see the. I think we see the combiners. They show up in season three. Like, I know. Oh, that's, I know yeah, uh, right. the bots. And the Combaticons, I think they all show up in three, season three. The Aerial Bots too. I'd say all the Combiners show up in season three, but all these other new Autobots and Decepticons, you know, I don't—they don't show up in the movie, and they don't really show up in season three. The Decepticons too. We see the Coneheads, we see Astrotrain, we see Blitzwing, uh, and then we see Perceptor. Perceptor in the movie. And I, 
Perceptor's in the that's movie. It. But Perceptor, yep. Perceptor and Blaster. But that's right. it. There's no hoist, no grapple, no uh, first uh-huh. aid. There's no smoke screen. There's no. Uh, there's certainly no sea Tracks. spray. No fucking power glide. War, you know, warp path. They're all fucking gone. All so right. it's weird. It's like you could skip over a good portion of the season. And it, as far as if you're looking for any sort of co- continuity, it will have zero effect whatsoever. It's very right. strange. Yeah. So anyway, so they destroy the fucking Ark, and then uh, they decide that they're going to banish the Dinobots yeah. to Dinobot Island until well, they learn how to get themselves under control. Until yeah. they learn how to get themselves under control. And they've seen, and they've at least seen that Grimlock can get them to transform and at least stop fucking so we're not all right, just go here. We're going to send you. We, this invasive species on this planet, who's already done enough damage, are going to send you to this previously undiscovered, pristine, unmarred biosphere, so you can go destroy that instead of our base. And uh, and then Spike, as he's want to do, just says, "Hey, can I tag along?" And Power Glide's like, "Yeah, I'll come. I'm going to say I'm going to." Send them. I'll fucking be the uh, what do you call it, the chaperone there, and uh, and of course they just let Spike go off to this unexplored uh, fucking island in a time warp uh, filled covered with dinosaurs, which is what you is do it, with a Spike and Ship. Are two, Spike and Ship are like the two guys who talk the most shit in a fight, but then run away when their boy's in the middle of getting a fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chip is Actually, you know what? Chip is great in every give Chip a little more credit because Chip. I'll give Chip more credit, though, because he actually usually does something fucking useful. As annoying as he can be, he actually does seem to help. I thought you were going to say because he's in a wheelchair. That's where you're going to cut him some slack. (laughs) No, he's in a wheelchair. No, I think think purposely they make sure that he saves the day because he was in a wheelchair. This was, you know, we were discussing this when Chip was first. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, shit. Well, well, Craig, Um, they can't... uh... You know, can't they just throw some robot legs on him or something? This motherfucker. I mean, they give uh, his yeah. Daniel a whole robot suit in twenty years. I can't, you know, bring together some. They made Dinobots out of square experimental and nuts and bolts, and they can't fucking make this guy some legs. I know. They put they put Spike's fucking brain into an Autobot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so right. Yeah, with uh, the headmasters. Get Chip to walk again. Come on. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, we were we were talking when Chip was first introduced that having some sort of a uh, disabled character show up on a sitcom or a kids show in the '80s was sort of like their version of diversity. Like they'd have they'd have the one black kid from the inner city who would show up and let you know that black kids or, or Hispanic kids were all right, and then it, you know, it, it, or they'd have like a kid who was homeless, or or they'd have the kid, the disabled kid show up. That seemed to be like a, it happened a lot. You know, like oh, yeah. it ha- you'd have that that happened on different strokes and Facts of Life and Punky Brewster. It was always that one or two episodes. So Chip Chase is very, very much in keeping with that heritage. Uh-huh. Like great oh, yeah. 80s but this, you know, and Sparkplug's just like, yeah, sure, go the fuck, go the fuck to the unexplored dinosaur island. And for those of you listening who were born after this show came out, that was the 80s, man. There was no fucking like, just yeah, just go whatever, do whatever the fuck you're gonna do, and be home mm-hmm. by dinner. There was no playdates. There were no fucking helmets. There was no fucking. It's amazing we survived it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we're tougher for it though, goddammit. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much. So we're, the, we're the fucking key generation. We're perfectly. We are. Per, we're built for the fucking quarantine. You yeah. mean just? You mean just sit around and, and watch TV until we're told we can go outside? We, what is we also? Raised, 
It's a very 1980s theory to be like, oh, we found this amazing place outside of time with like dinosaurs and like what should we do with it? It's like, well, we fucking threw together these robotic dinosaurs. We're probably gonna murder all. Of them. Let's just fucking throw them there. Let's have that. There you go. Call it a day. <laughs> like no. And then fucking. Spike is like, yeah, that was amazing. Let me go learn about dinosaurs at the fucking library. It's like, bro, you were just on an island. Like, you gotta go to the library to fucking read about that shit? Like, By the way, I, lo- I love how he wanders off on his own on a dinosaur island. Did he yeah, not dude. in Jurassic Park where the lawyer got <laughs> eaten in the fucking porta potty? <laughs> That's in episode two, and well, he, wanders, he wanders away and gets attacked, and then they're like, hey, don't do that. And no, the next no, thing he does... Just- is no, immediately the, the majority of this episode, like half of this, like a third of this episode, is just Spike getting into getting into trouble on Dinosaur yeah. Island. That's what this only, episode not is only very. Does he get into trouble though? This he's episode a, is very plot. No, not only does he get into trouble, but he's a major douche. And I'll quote why. Grown, <laughs> he's talking to Grimlock. I'd write it, but you can't read it. Hey, thanks for swinging and by and saving me, you dumb dildo. Yeah. But you're too retarded to understand what the fuck I'm reading. No. Right? Why does he need to mention yeah, that he can't yeah. read? I'm I like, write it, but you can't read it. Wow. It's, it's it, it is mean. It is unnecessary. But yeah, they so they go to this fucking Dinobot Island. It's and like then you uh, help make him. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm ta- if I'm talking to yeah, somebody because he can't read, I'm the asshole. Why can't they make him smart? Hey, you jump fuck. <laughs> this fucking kid doesn't know how to read for shit. Like, yeah, because I'm a shitty dad. You see? Like, that's why Like, it's not. I don't understand that. Or, that, that or, so or if they're just or if they're just incapable of, re- of reading. You know, it's like getting mad at them just for something they're literally can't do. Like. Like me, just if I was to try to reason with my dog here right now, you know, I'm not gonna be like, how the yeah. fuck do you not understand? I explained it to you in detail. How do you not get this? It's like, come on, this is a PowerPoint, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> you fucking stupid I animal. I left you detailed. <laughs> so anyway, so they go to this fucking Dinobot Island. Spike gets yep. himself into trouble with some sort of pteranodon flying and reptile Constantly, that apparently yeah. lays eggs. That lays eggs bigger than itself. And Spike wants to know if they're hatching battleships in there. He's full of all sorts of quips while his life is in danger. <laughs> Finally, a uh, power glider swoop saves its life. Swoop saves uh, Spike's life, and they're like, hey, stay the fuck out of trouble. And then they just wander off and leave him again in this fucking I jungle know. right by the water right where a plesiosaur then comes out of the wall. Water and tries to uh, eat Spike because there are no herbivore dinosaurs in this world. Every yeah. single dinosaur is uh, a carnivore ready to eat people. Meanwhile, Laserbeak spying on him, wanting to know what the fuck's going on, and uh, he's sending the messages back to Megatron. And, yeah, as they do, and every Megatron sees. Yeah. <laughs> Every single episode, Ravager Laserbeak is spying on the Autobots, and it's funny because the Decepticons never have a plan except for like, let's just find out what the Autobots are doing and fuck that shit up. It's all they and, ever do. And <laughs> the Autobots never have any kind of countermeasures. Like, let's see if we can set up a perimeter so no one can come in and peek <laughs> in our fucking shit. Or just how about yeah, putting yeah. a fucking door on it? They don't even have a door. Like, there's so many times they're like, Laserbeak's right the fuck there. Yeah, because he flew in. Put a door on there, you assholes. A oh wait, door. door. Well, we yeah. see a door in this episode. It turns out when the uh, when the Dinobots, I forgot to mention this because it blew me away. When the Dinobots go to leave with Power Glide to Dinobot Island, there's a back fucking door on the mountain. We see this oh, fucking right. door open up that. and they step out. I'm like, wait, they built a back fucking door into the mountain, back door, but they can't door. put a front door onto the goddamn <laughs> arc? It's like a garage door that was just open and closed. I know. It's amazing. It's 
<laughs> so Spike just spends his whole time, you know, uh, just basically just getting into more and more trouble. Meanwhile, uh, the Decepticons and Megatron are like, hey, there's all sorts of energy, sources of energy on this island because there's geysers and there's volcanoes, and we can use this to make energon. So we should go and drain this island's resources dry, which they go to do. In the meantime, uh, Swoop sees them coming and goes and lets Grimlock know. Uh, and then Grimlock's like, yeah, wait, let's go and stop them. But uh, I skipped over their little training session. How did you guys enjoy that? Oh, yeah. While, they're, while they're there, they actually, they Grimlock actually rocks. does try to whip them into shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, these rocks you still. do fire stuff. Yeah. You do tail stuff. That's a more better. He's <laughs> a real gunnery stuff. sergeant, isn't he? Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's also so vague. It's like, do tail stuff. But do, do you want me to put my tail in you? Like, what the fuck are you asking me, man? Like, what's going on? Like, what does that mean? Penetrate you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we did some... Uh, what I did didn't you know he was do? into tail we did, stuff. We did some tail stuff. We did some spike stuff. A little bit of fire stuff. You know, it was a good hey, night. It is, it is specifically in my contract, no tail stuff. All right? <laughs> I'll do the fire stuff. <laughs> no tail stuff. All right? I don't know. Well, I don't know what you heard. So anyway, uh, yeah. So they're so they're they're getting a little bit better. By by a little bit better means like less destructive. They can they can both they can now hit both the broad and narrow sides of a barn. And uh, yeah, exactly. Eventually they they see the Decepticons show up. And here's where the whole you know, plot for the next episode sort of kicks into gear, and which I'm a little hazy on, but I don't think it was entirely thought through. Apparently. Yeah. You know, this uh, this island exists in some sort of time warp, time bubble. It shouldn't exist. And it's got a lot of, uh, surrounded by this energy field, and it's got a lot of energy sources. But when you fuck with the equilibrium of that energy, it opens up time warps around the world where um, all sorts of, like, stereotypical uh, things that boys in the 50s would read comic books about come through the time warps and start fucking shit up. Yep. And by I the way, I, I, I had a real problem with one thing. Did you guys notice the barbarian on the woolly mammoth had a sword? They were not forging steel yeah, in like 500 BC or whatever the fuck it was. You know. Well, yeah. well, there was a lot. First of all, they said. First of all, Spike says we've that's because he he's leaving. So what happens is uh they they we find this out because Spike is leaving the library because he says fuck this I'm not getting eaten by dinosaurs I'll just go to the library. And, Learn about that. And meanwhile <laughs> nobody's going back. They're not going back to civilization and being like, hey, listen, Mr. President, you wouldn't believe what we just fucking found. Yeah. No, he's just making a trip to the library well, dude, to find even out stuff. Like, even the thing with the island where, like, because the you know, Decepticons' plan is basically suck all the energy out of all the natural stuff happening, which is about as specific as they get. But yeah. then, yeah, like, as Craig mentions, there's a fucking time warp around the island, and, like, that's the energy field. And they mentioned that, like pretty in passing it's like yeah well the mountains here of course there's the time warp but anyway and you're like what the fuck dude and then like, <laughs> that becomes the entire crux of the plot moving forward is it the, like you're like wait because they don't mention the time warp until like 10 seconds before that fucking barbarian comes out of the thing and you're like wait what now time it's fucking crazy and you also see another appearance of environmentalist starscream who for some reason occasionally is really worried about the earth he's like i don't want the earth to get destroyed this is really important we don't blow up the earth <laughs> that's been our plan numerous times but it's like, fine it's, it. it's Oh, yeah. Well, he starts seeing the lightning and he says, that's a bad omen. All of a sudden, Starscream, like, yeah. it's very, 
Did his horoscope say that? I mean, how the fuck does he know what that means? Yeah, I know. He's so he's a little bit spiritual for Decepticon. <laughs> also, like they're constantly planning to destroy the world, and he's always like, "Guys, you think is this gonna be bad for planet Earth?" I'm like, yes. What the fuck? Like, just draw no, I, 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 I think. Well, we learned that he was. That's why I didn't like the bad omen line because we we learned in uh, the the introduction of Skyfire that he was a scientist. And Starscream does seem to realize that there will be consequences for some of their actions, yes. and it will fuck them in return. You know, and he's it'll right hurt them. Yeah, and he mentions it. He's going to be a problem. He mentions it in the next episode. He mentions it in the next episode. And uh, sure, yeah. what I love is so Spike's coming out of the library, and they're like, "Hey, I think what what am I looking? You know, I think I'm seeing things." He says, "No, you're seeing that." And Spike's like, "This hasn't been seen in fifty thousand years." I'm like, well, actually, first of all, a fucking shirtless guy with a sword and a horned helmet wearing yeah. a loincloth riding a three-story tall mammoth has never been seen. Sorry, <laughs> no. kids hate to break it. Never been seen. And, and I, by the way, you could have seen humans and mammoths together on this planet like like literally 20, 30, like 10, maybe 10,000 years ago. Yeah, dude. You know, they, they were actually here far more recently. And then I remember that like that five second sequence of like the thing opening in the fifty thousand years, and I was like, I don't have to look up anything to know that that's all wrong. I don't know how it's wrong. I know all of it's wrong. I know that guy's not on that fucking mammoth. I know a guy like that never wrote a mammoth. And I know if that did happen, it was definitely not fifty thousand years ago. All that shit. I don't know how it's wrong, but it's all wrong. Dude, it was so funny. It's so funny that all these the writers for the show just gave no credibility to kids, like eight year olds. Come on, man. Time warps. They don't know what the fuck is up. And They're very little cursive right now. I, I was dumb enough. I believed this shit too. Like J- Justin and I have spoken on on numerous occasions how I would see shit like this in the cartoon and then go to school and then repeat it as though it were fact, as though I learned something uh, yeah, about kid. science or history. <laughs> Craig's mom got a lot of calls after school about her, uh, her observations. Your son said that global warming was going to free jet fire. I don't know what he means. But... <laughs> Mom, I learned that if you need to get oil off, you don't need chemicals. You need a dinosaur's laser breath to melt oil off of it. <laughs> exactly. Now, now, one thing I learned reading TF Wiki and going through all these episodes is that, you know, they have uh, things called uh, Furmanism. Simon Furman, who, who wrote uh, a lot of the, the UK Transformers comic series and did a lot of punch-up on these. He's... Uh, uh, known for coming up with the phrases like like Hopper says earlier, he talks about brilliant baloney, and there's a lot of shit like that. Now I'm wondering, like all these little quips and just like uh, you know when, when Wheeljack says something, oh you're gonna eat it on a silicone wafer or whatever. I'm wondering who wrote the the dialogue for the Barbarian who <laughs> comes out of the thing oh, and just yeah. going. Oh yeah. On my notes, on my notes, I wrote down he the Barbarian speak Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was thinking the same thing. It's like I know you're not gonna like hire a linguist for like an '80s cartoon, but like put in I the know. put in the most simple of effort. You know what I mean? He's literally like hunga bunga 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 bunga. I'm like Jesus Christ! This... <laughs> it's Honestly, like Billy, see, no gibberish at the dinner table. Hunga bunga is literally more, more like word sounds more like an actual language than whatever the fuck came out of his yeah, mouth. It's, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Like gibberish to call it gibberish is being kind. It's being yeah. very gen- charitable. He's literally just like <laughs> I was like, imagine the barbarians were stuck here in this time, then they would actually you know over time become University of Alabama fans. That's what I have hey, hundred yeah. percent Todd. You're like, All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all see my mammoth? I got him pimped out. <laughs> mammoth's got a beer hat. 
They're all gnawing down a, gnawing a, a mac and cheese fucking dish at Golden Corral. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, the mammoth is all, like, malnourished and stickly because they feed it fucking steaks and cheese fries and shit, you know? It's and like, meth. Yeah. <laughs> Your mammoth is 140 pounds, dude. That can't be good. Like, dude, dude, what's, dude, what's, why, is, why is your mammoth only have, like, a tusk and a half? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that, too. Is there, the mammoth the mammoth version. The meth mouth mammoth. <laughs> That so, mammoth is uh, shedding in not a healthy way, guys. That mammoth does not look healthy. <laughs> so while this is going on, we're wondering and wondering we're wondering what the fuck. And I literally was because I had completely forgotten about this, this time warp subplot in the Dinobot Island thing. I remembered yeah. the Dinobot Island episodes. And I completely forgot that it brought all these uh, B movie stock characters from the past into uh, the '80s present. Uh, as we will see, that happens mostly in the next episode. Uh, but at the end of this episode, meanwhile, the Dinobots are like they're they're trying to do uh do right. They're like, fuck man, we gotta we gotta get rid of these Decepticons. They should not be here while our mother is out on Dinobot Island. It takes them a long so time they, to uh, the Decepticons here, though. It yeah. takes them like half the episode, and this whole time the Decepticons are like draining the environment. So it is it does take them. They're busy shooting at rocks and be like, oh wait, well, guess, yeah, maybe that huge yeah. natural disaster we, should be. <laughs> And as we've as we've been reminded by the very insensitive Autobots and their allies throughout this episode, the Dinobots are stupid. Yeah, very stupid. As has has been driven home repeatedly throughout this episode. They get really uh, dumber. So they They go to fight dumber every episode, which is saying something because they start off stupid, but they do like they do speak significantly better in the first episode. They're like me, Grimlock, not happy, and now they're like me, emotion. You're like Jesus Christ, like what the fuck happened to this guy? Yeah, until eventually we get like Grimlock as like basically a talking dog, but in Transformers the movie, he's basically the well, fucking yeah, Scooby Doo. Three, I and, think he, and he delivers the best punch on the entire film. Me, Grimlock, kick butt. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think he's never in robot mode after the movie, right? He's always in Dino Silver mode. Dino they just keep home. him in Dino Silver yeah. mode. Yeah, like yeah. He had Even one. The, minute, he did have a one like moment where he was transforming actually into kicking his butt. He was in Dino mode. Oh, sorry, in robot mode. Oh, really? when they okay. when they when, when they, they drop come them out, all out of the ship. When they oh, drop right. them all out in the very beginning, when you first see them, then they transform and it's like and they never transform back oh, again. Oh fuck, you're right. Yeah, and then in season three too, they're, they're never if they've been around. I can't remember if they're in season three. They are right a little bit. Dinobots. I can't remember. Yeah, oh there's that one episode where Grimlock becomes really smart. There's one oh. where he, he becomes he really makes, smart makes and doesn't make right. Computron. Yeah. Yes. Transformers do Charlie or Flowers for Algernon, whichever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Deep reference there, boys. Deep reference. Yeah, that was good, dude. So uh, <laughs> I, I remember having to read that. I did too. I, yeah, we we and then we watched the film Charlie and uh, who was it? Ernest Borgnine was uh was um. No, it was uh, it was the actor who played Uncle Ben in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man thing, right? No, Robin. I'll tell you what, I'll look right now. I'm very sure it was uh, Ernest Borgnine, uh, the co-pilot in Airwolf. Ernest oh, Borgnine was Marty. Role. Ernest Borgnine was it. Marty, not go. Charlie, and he won an uh, he won an Oscar for that. He won Best Actor for Marty. He beat out Frank Sinatra, and Frank Sinatra's kids were pissed, and Frank said, hey, if it wasn't for Ernest Borgnine killing me and from here to eternity, I wouldn't have my Oscar. You're right. It was, Cliff Robertson was so, his name. You're right. Cliff Robertson. Right. He played Cliff Uncle Ben. Yep. 
So, uh, nice. and then of course, Charlie again played memorably by Richard Lewis in the most recent Curb Your Enthusiasm season. Uh, if you guys saw that, uh, no, either of you watched. I uh, never watched Curb. Yeah, there's oh, Kevin, there's an episode it, where Richard there is an episode where Richard Lewis is playing a Charlie and Flowers for Algernon in like a local play, and they kind of go watch him, and it's uh pretty funny. Anywho. So what happens here is uh, the Dinobots obviously going up against the Decepticons, and we see Blitzwing, and we see the Coneheads. They don't say a fucking word, but they're nope. there. They are the they are the because there's too much time spent on the Autobots introducing themselves. The Decepticons don't get that opportunity. Anyhow, who is it? Um, Thrust Ramjet were their names. And Dirge, Thrust Dirge. and Ramjet. Dirge, there, there were three of them. I knew the two of them, but yeah, Thrust yep. and Ramjet. And which and he, there was a red one, the blue one, and the white one, right? Which one was uh, which one was Thrust was red, right? Blue. I think Thrust is the red one, and Dirge is the blue one, and Ramjet is the, the red white one. one. I, I believe so. Yeah. But I might be wrong on that. Yeah. One of them. Jesus uh, Christ! This is pussy hound material talk right here, boy. Are you <laughs> watching this? Like these three dudes talk about I this. Know, uh, I know. Only Craig is single, so it's not my fucking problem anymore. <laughs> I told my wife, I go, I'm doing a podcast about Transformers. She goes, all right. And then just, and just walked away. Like, okay. Good. Yeah. You, you and I both have the pain of buying Transformers when you're married. <laughs> so uh, apparently my microphone's been switched. I hope the audience has been listening oh, throughout this whole Remix. Huh? Remix. You sound a bit different. It's okay, buddy. We're at the home stretch. Yeah. So anyway, so Megatron diabolically decides that the way he is going to defeat the Dinobots is to stir up uh, a dinosaur, um, what do you call it, stampede, and just get them all going off the, after the Dinobots and basically push them off the cliff. It's almost it's almost exactly basically what the, the seven dwarves were doing to the, the evil uh, evil queen at the end of Snow White, pretty much, except with, minus the uh, tar pit below. So the yeah. uh, the dinosaurs the dinosaurs do just that, and the Dinobots all five of them fall into this tar pit that's a, you know, about the size of a of a decent in ground swimming pool. It looks <laughs> they all fall in there and sink to the bottom. And uh, Megatron Frank Welker does a great maniacal evil celebratory cackle over how he's defeated the Autobots. And uh, yeah, it's pretty huge. And then this the, is the only time I believe the only time the Decepticons ever defeat the Dinobots. I think in the entire fucking show. They never win. Yeah. Yes. Mickey agrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's excited. He's excited. So, all right. My, mo- I like my mother just Craig's, Craig's mic has now changed where he sounds like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I know. It's actually true. <laughs> Talk about the... Uh... Craig, Craig just, say, just say these three words. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's gone. Life... L- like- uh, there, there will be there will be dinosaurs on the dinosaur tour. <laughs> By the way, everything everything Jeff Goldblum's character says in that movie is cool. But uh, <laughs> I thank you. For recording Jeez. a podcast. Got <laughs> guys behind the scenes. Okay, get your mom on here. Let's talk to her. <laughs> I, already, I already mentioned her once this so, podcast. <laughs> We're at the end of the episode here. <laughs> so we're at the end of the episode. My favorite is how the dinosaurs look at the Dinobots in the tar pit and then just go like, all right, that's yep. what and walk away. I find very, uh, this could never happen to very us. Very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> what the 
<laughs> so that's it. That's the end of part one. We get a little bit of a peek at part two, where apparently more time warps start opening up, and uh, Decepticons are fucking shit up all over the place. And yeah. Great Decepticons. Have to find a way. Uh, that's it. That's the end of the episode. What you guys think? Yeah, that uh, so was like a Decepticon win. That's yeah, well, like it's, it's it's like yeah, it is like some good strategy. Um, the way they beat the Dinobots is pretty creative, and like I don't know, I, the whole thing like, worked out pretty well. Um, the Starscream Megatron thing isn't quite as well rehearsed as it always is. It's a little bit more, you know, kind of intelligent on Starscream side. So yeah, I think the episode, uh, in general, season two has let me down a lot. My kid likes it a lot more than the first season. Uh, so that very, says it all. Very kid friendly. Very kid friendly. These episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I, uh, I could do I could do without as much power glide, but I I like the way that they still kept it pretty much it was still a kind of classic Autobot Decepticon lineup even though they introduced a lot of new guys it wasn't that over the top we get more of that where it's really like hey I'm this guy and I do this thing yeah you know, right? where it's every well, the five interesting minutes. thing is too it's yeah. like the guys they you can tell the guys they think are gonna sell the best because they get the most screen time and shit and it's all the little mini guys the little guys that were like five and seven bucks. And I think that's where, like, yeah. well, this, is where we're, this is where we're making our money. Like, I remember back in the day, like, not everybody had Optimus Prime because he was one of the more expensive ones. You know what I mean? So, like, they really put a lot of time into the characters that you don't give a shit about now, 35 years later, because you're not like, Beachcomber was the shit. But Beachcomber was fucking five bucks. <laughs> he was easy to sell compared to, like, $30 Megatron <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. I'd love to see that breakdown because I mean, I we had we had a, a solid mixture, but I would say way I have way more bigger ones. I think we had Bumblebee, Cliff Jumper, my sister at Sea Spray. I re- remember that. Uh, I can't remember any other little Transformers I had. I had all the the Ironhides, Optimus Prime, Megatron, Soundwave, Galvatron. Later on, Metroplex. Shit, we had that. Uh, oh, nice, fuck. dude. Triptych, we had Triptych. My brother had Trypticon. I remember that. Okay, well- Craig was clearly rich. I mean, that's oh, crazy. It's like a Megatron, Mega Metroplex. Yeah, 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 I had those. Yeah, no, I didn't have Megatron. Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. I had Optimus Prime and Megatron. And I thought I was the shit. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. But then I had besides that was like Gears and Outback. <laughs> gears, Gears. So, oh, I had that more. Take that yeah. back. Like, those are oh, the yeah. little gifts we got, like the little ones. But uh, you know, yeah. it's funny. I think the 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 real true proof of who the super rich kids were, were the ones who got the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier for Christmas. Oh, those, are those are the motherfuckers who would cash. We, we, mentioned, we mentioned about two episodes back, or when when they first, on the episode they introduced Devastator, I, I did mention my next door neighbor had the USS flag. Wow. Uh, we did get the, I, I don't remember like, which, I can't remember which ones I had. Dude, the USS flag I, in I Fort know Max. I had Grimlock. Right. Oh yeah, dude. USS Flag and Fort Max were the two toys when I was growing up when it was a one-to-one ratio on, like, if a kid had that, his dad probably slapped him around. I don't know what the connection was, but it was always like, yeah, he's like, he fucking... Wait, fucking if the, kid, if, if the, the kid had who? If the kid had who, his dad slapped had, him around? If the kid had the USS Flag or Fortress Maximus, or really any toy that was, like, 200 bucks and up, you're like, yeah, his dad probably hits him. And it was almost always the case. Or, like, wow. or the parents are going through a divorce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Usually both. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> there was both. A lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, the kid, the kid, the kids who didn't seem to have they they got all the toys, but they didn't. But the, you know, they, they their parents still drove a shitty car, and you yeah, know they had like exactly, the hand me down clothes, but they got all the new toys. But yeah, I, I had like, uh, I had Grimlock Perceptor. Like that. I remember that. Yeah, I I was not white 
trash, but we were, it was working class. So there was some middle class and then there was, some, I was white trash at Jason. I was like sort of lower middle class. So, you know, there were some kids, you know, we'd go into the nice neighborhood i go play with them and they and then there was some kids that you know where's a little more like oh there, there's there's a car on blocks in the front in the oh, yeah. uh front yard we were kind of you know my father was a my father worked for the fucking uh new york sanitation department you know so, so wasn't really uh, oh, I, we were right say there no more craig say no more <laughs> your dad's a wonderful man and uh, i really wish you guys the best I'll send you guys a ham next christmas please don't send anyone to see me uh your family's ah. great i love your dad Really great sanitation uh, work in that guy. Oh, we're, uh, we're Irish. <laughs> we're the city. <laughs> Craig, I'm surprised your dad being being in a, in a garbage. I'm surprised your dad being a garbage man didn't bring you home. Like, look at this. You want to Transformers and bring you like a hot rod missing a leg and an arm. Yeah, dude. My <laughs> when I was a kid, he was actually uh, for those of you who don't live in the New York area when that when they were growing when I was growing up in the 80s. All the New York uh, City garbage went to Staten Island, went to Fresh Kills, the big Staten Island dump, pretty much all of it. And my father worked there in a tower as a tugboat dispatcher. So he wasn't really he wasn't really getting into the garbage much. He was just telling it where the fuck to go. He was telling it where to go. So, yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't have a lot of contact with, with the actual garbage. No, my dad no. did, uh, I, my I dad did a whole lot of stuff. My dad worked alongside Goodwill for like a year because he was doing like Department of Human Services stuff, and he did bring back like there was a year, but it was all like he brought me like like a broken mask rhino. Remember that guy? He brought like a, a mask rhino with no doors, <laughs> like shit like that. He would be like, "Hey, I got to the sky." They're making a mask movie, by the way. Did you hear that? Oh, really? Yeah, they're yeah. they're trying to do some. Well, initially, they tried to do some sort of interconnect, you know, like another movie universe where it would be G.I. Joe mask. Uh, it would be the Hasbro universe. So it would be like Transformers, G.I. Joe mask and stuff like that. I don't know if that's been scrapped or not. Who would have been the I fourth one? So. Wasn't there a fourth one? Uh, there's a lot there of been... visionaries and ROM, and they own a ton of fucking properties from like 80s. No, shit. but there was but there was four of them, I think. I can't remember who the hell. I yeah, Transformers, G.I. Joe anyway, mask. Anyway, yeah. I... Fourth one is visionaries, dude. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I really think oh. it is. What a what a miss that was. That and the Silverhawks. Oh, oh yeah. Silverhawks is creepy as shit. The Visionary's whole thing was that fucking little hologram sticker. I was like, that's a bad gimmick, dude. That's your whole yeah. toy. The hologram sticker stick was a, well that was that was the gimmick for Transformers too. You didn't know if they were auto sort of septicons until you rubbed their little uh, hologram sticker and or, saw the symbol. That was a huge eighties. Remember the, what was the guy the doubles the the double agent one the blue car? I had him. He was an Autobot. Punch and Counterpunch, man. One of my favorites of all time. Who was it? Punch Counterpunch. What a shitty name. Marketing fell asleep with the boat <laughs> oh, on that one. Dude, Awful. That was, a, that, was a cool, that was a cool one. But yeah, you rubbed the sticker, right? and, and, the, and the sticker told you what they were. That's right. Dude, he's in one episode in season three, I think it is, and it's hilarious because he goes in. He's like he's in his Decepticon mode, and he goes, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're getting ready to ambush the Autobots. And he's just literally he's like, I think my Autobot counterpart might have something to say about that. And he leaves the room and just transforms and walks right back in and starts shooting him. <laughs> I'm like, this is the, this is the worst double agent in history, dude. And he, like, he literally just told you. <laughs> it's so awesome. He has a big uh, – in, in one of the uh... – uh, one shots in the beginning of that because I'm in the beginning of the IDW run. He has a big uh, part in it, doesn't he? Punch. Yes, they do. They it's like one of the only times they ever. But they had a really good. It's a one shot, but they wrote this whole thing where he's like, it's the the story you always do with those guys. But he's like, since he's programmed to be a, a double agent, like which one is he actually? 
and he's not sure. He's always like, if he's a Decepticon, yeah. he's like, maybe I'm one of these guys. And if he's an Autobot, he's like, maybe these guys. It's a cool issue, but they never did anything with it after that. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next yeah. week, kids. Uh, I, by the way, apologize. Apologize for not being here last week. I was, uh, I was, I just could not answer the bell. This fucking coronavirus is a uh, relentless. Just, you know, you have, I think you have a few good days and then you're just shot for a few. Uh, I don't know. I, it's going to be real. I'm, I'm real curious to see like two or three years from now when they figure this out more and they've got maybe some sort of treatment and a vaccine and really, you know, get a look at like, oh, this is what it did to you. <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah, I, I it's at the point now where I'm literally in. I'm literally beginning to wonder, like, is there going to be some sort of permanent fucking damage? Like, is is this shit going to go on for months? Am I going to be? I have no fucking clue. So anyway, I apologize for for us missing a week. For those of you who's, who've been going right along and are not listening to this. Years and years in the future after we've all died and uh, Dinobots have taken over. But anyway, we will be back next Tuesday with an all-new episode. And I... In the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at OPT Podcast, Facebook.com slash OPT Podcast. You can email us at OPTPod at gmail.com. And, of course, you can check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple. And if you're looking for other podcasts, well, there is Gutting the Sacred Cow, and you can watch Comics Watching Comics on Amazon Video. So uh, yep. check that out. Thanks, Kevin, for joining us. And you're going to join us. You're going to be here with us again for part two. We're going to go through this whole arc with you. So, uh, kids, be sure to check that out next week on an all-new exciting episode of Optimus Prime Time. More than meet your ears. Aw, shit. Bye, everybody.